Hello, this is another episode of Analysis Paralysis, and I'm your host, Stratagos. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what makes something sad and why Violet Evergarden is such a good show at making people cry. Now, Violet Evergarden is an anime that uses beautiful animation techniques and an absolutely astonishing musical score uh, by Evan Call to tell the story of a teenage girl who is a war hero, uh, for lack of a better description, and emerges from a war missing both of her arms and a piece of herself. And as the story unfolds, you discover that she was basically raised as a human weapon on a battlefield and not as a human being. And so she displays many of the characteristics that would be familiar to someone who has Asperger's syndrome or is on the uh, autism spectrum because she has trouble understanding basic things about being a human being that involve emotions. Things that make other people uncomfortable or emotionally sensitive topics. Um, how to not be rude to people or how to tell what people mean besides the very surface meaning of something. And the show unfolds in a lot of flashbacks that show you her one strong relationship that she keeps constantly referring to. Um, from the moment she wakes up in a hospital, she's asking, where's the major? And you find out that the major is the person that she reported to, and pretty much her only relationship, and she's obsessed with the major because orders are all that she understands. She doesn't know how to live life other than to just follow orders. So that on its surface um, is something that's a bit heartbreaking <laughs> because there are people in this world who have been reduced to something below a human being by circumstances, uh, be it a war or horrible abuse at the hands of ruthless people. So that's something that uh, someone with an understanding of psychology and human history that may resonate with you on the surface. But where the show becomes really interesting is that this is just a springboard for telling a deeper emotional story. And it's set in a sort of a steampunk world, so when Violet wakes up in a hospital bed, she actually has two prosthetics, two mechanical arms uh, with mechanical hands that fully articulate. And the, the very, very beginning of the show, you see her getting accustomed to her new hands and hiding them with a pair of gloves. And the Major had intended that if something were to ever happen to him, the Evergarden family would care for her and take her in as a family member. Well, Violet, wanting to find something useful to do with her life, 
takes up the offer of uh, a friend of the major who's opened a stationery store and is looking for workers. And so she tries various work and ends up becoming an automatic doll, which is basically the equivalent of a secretary who writes letters. And they write letters on commission for people who don't know how to write a letter or want a letter written for them with particular eloquence or to express uh, an idea better than they can themselves. So it's uh, a popular profession to uh, hire a, an auto memories doll to write a letter for you in, in the world of, of this show. And the twist there is that having someone who is unable to understand other people's emotions try to write letters on their behalf is a recipe for awkward disaster because while she understands the content of the letter, she does not understand the emotional nuance. And so there, there's a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of irritation and anger because people are not getting what they expected or what they paid for. And, you know, <laughs> the new cook is spoiling the soup. This, however, is also the springboard for why the show is so good at making you, the viewer, cry. Now, the way that I see it, there are two types of things that really make a person feel sad. Either they're when you see something that should not be, or you see something that should be, and either of them touches on a very deep knowledge of something in particular. So, you know, seeing someone who's young, who has a terrible injury, can make you feel sad because you know that people shouldn't be injured, there's something wrong there. But someone who typically is very strong and healthy, or someone who has a lot of potential, having that robbed of them feels particularly wrong. Um, someone who is brilliant at their job getting fired feels particularly sad. Someone who's incompetent or lazy getting fired might be a little sad, but someone who's very kind and hardworking getting fired is particularly sad. And some people will care or not care about various types of sadness, depending on how much um, a particular theme resonates with them. Well, that's the first kind of sadness. Second kind of sadness is when you feel like something should happen, and it happens. Now, on the surface, this might not resonate too much. You know, you see people getting married, and, you know, that could make you feel a little sad if you remember your own marriage because you remember how happy you were. Or, you know, seeing a child happy about something could make you feel a, a tear of, of happiness. But for something to make you feel uh, really sad in a happy way, 
it has to be something where you feel like somebody got something and it was hard for their, them to get something. Something that you felt like they deserved or should have or should be all along. And the journey to get there moves you. Because you feel uh, deep in your emotional consciousness. Ah, finally. You know, the, the best runner finally won the race. You know, the hardest worker finally got the promotion. The, you know... The love story finally had its resolution, what have you. So that That's the sort of thing that can make people feel a sadness in almost a congratulatory type of way. And Violet Evergarden is very interesting because it often uses both themes at the same time. And I'll give an example. Early on when Violet uh, has decided that she's going to become an automatic memory doll and she goes to the school where they teach her how to write letters... She initially does not get her pin for completion of the program, even though she's the best student. She's the fastest typist, she's the most accurate typist, but her letters lack emotion, they lack soul. She cannot convey the meaning of a letter, and for that reason, she does not qualify. Well, a friend of hers at the school says, you know, we've we got to help you to, to be able to do this. You're, you're the best. You should be able to do this. So, she asks for Violet to write a letter to her brother that she lives with. And as uh, the episode unfolds, we see that her brother is a soldier who was injured in the war and has since become a disorderly drunk and is basically throwing his life away. When his sister tries to take care of him, he just screams at her and is emotionally abusive to her. Violet writes the letter, hands it to him. He opens it and reads it, and he starts to cry. And it's because the letter says, I'm glad that you're alive. Now this is really powerful storytelling on a number of levels because we know that Violet will fail if the letter does not convey correct emotional meaning. So by the fact that she passes, we know that it does convey the correct emotional meaning, that, that it's saying what it needs to say. We know by the fact that the brother starts crying that it said something that he just couldn't understand and was not getting through to him. And having it said so plainly, it touched a nerve and made him realize something he should have realized all along. So we get that type of sadness of recognition finally at last, you know, in a very simple way, but a very effective way, you know, <laughs> bludgeoning you uh, with an emotional fact. But you also get that sadness of this person should have understood this all along and this brother and sister should have had a warm relationship, but they don't. So it's a double whammy. You get both kinds of sadness at once. The sadness of, you know, he shouldn't be a cripple and he shouldn't be a drunk and he should have a good relationship with his sister combined with the sadness of 
you should understand that I love you, and now you finally do. So there's a lot of that in Violet Evergarden, and that's just one example in that show. And it's interesting that different things will be sad to different people, and watching the, you know, the show, sometimes I'll feel sad multiple times in one episode. But it uses flashbacks particularly well uh, to accomplish this end. And this is kind of a trope you see a lot in anime where they'll show you a snippet of a conversation. They'll show you a few words or a glance or just a part of a, of a scene. And in Violet Evergarden, this is used to incredible dramatic effect because you know that Violet was horribly injured because she's missing both of her arms, and you know that she cares deeply about the Major, but you don't know why. And you know that she became a memory doll because she doesn't understand what the words I love you mean. And she wants to understand what those words mean. You don't know the circumstance under which that happens. You know that Violet has post-traumatic stress disorder. And you know that the things that she did during the war are eating away at her. But she doesn't know it. And so there's a sadness to her being too naive to understand what she's feeling and too inexperienced and lacking the emotional experiences someone of her age should have to understand what the words I love you mean. And it's an anime and, you know, it's a story, so, you know, you can kind of accept that as an exaggeration of, okay, you know, maybe in the real world that would be hard to accept, but it's an anime and it's a war story in a steampunk world about a girl with two mechanical arms. Okay, I can accept the fact that this character doesn't really understand the meaning of love and needs to learn it. Okay. And then, you know, not to spoil the whole show, but okay, here we go, spoilers. Um, when she does uh, flashback in the show to when she loses both her arms trying to save the Major's life. And he tells her, Violet, you've got to live. Violet, I love you. And she's practically screaming at him, What does that mean? I don't know what that means. And it's sad because we feel the desperation of the character who the Major means more to her than anything in the world, and she has very strong feelings for him, but she doesn't know what those feelings are. She can't give them a name. And when he says the name, she can't connect the name with the feeling. And this, as a person who actually is on the autistic spectrum, I myself have Asperger's, this resonated with me particularly strongly because a person with Asperger's has very strong emotions but has trouble with giving emotions a name and don't intuitively know what they're feeling or, or what it means because their brain is unable to interpret emotional cues. So for instance, someone could be angry at a child who has Asperger's and the child with Asperger's might not know the person's angry at them. Or someone might be getting impatient with them or someone might be happy to see them or be expecting them to respond to a question and the person with Asperger's might look like an idiot because they don't understand they're not reading the physical 
body language cues that should be prompting them for the next thing to say or do so they don't know so i myself could understand emotional confusion the frustration and the pain of wanting desperately to understand what someone is saying and what someone is feeling and feeling helpless as you're unable to Yeah, so there's a lot of that sort of thing in Violet Evergarden, and that was one part that hit me particularly with an emotional punch. Um, another is when it slowly dawns on Violet that the things she did in the war were monstrous, that she was a very, very effective soldier, and she was basically, for lack of a better term, a killing machine. And when she started to realize the pain and the hurt that this had caused to others, that they viewed her new life spreading love and cheer through writing letters as a great hypocrisy, she starts to question whether she deserves to have been one of the people who survived and whether she deserves to be happy. So, it's very important to foreshadow for maximum effectiveness. In comedy and in drama, there's an emotional payoff when you set something up and then watching it execute. You know, you can place a gag in the room and, you know, someone can drop a banana peel and then when someone slips on it, that's when, when the punchline hits. And emotionally, when you set up the framework for something sad to happen, and then you see it happen, it's going to hit you harder than if you just sprang something on your audience because their mind has time to think about what, what you've set up. There's a lot of emotional foreshadowing in Violet Evergarden. There's a lot of... Trinkov's gun, for lack of a better term. There's a lot of uh, plot points that are set up in advance that have emotional payoff later. Violet dresses a certain way and carries a certain object on her neck for an emotional reason, but if you want to know the reason, you know, you have to watch the show. And I think when you combine that with things that are blatantly emotionally manipulative, <laughs> manipulative. When you see someone tearing up, it makes you feel sad, naturally. When you see something cute, um, when you see something heartwarming, you know, the, the joke in Finding Dory is sea otters hugging, right? So, in Violet Evergarden, you know, when you see a child and a parent, you know, having a hug, you're gonna feel some heartwarming if you have a heart. And the splendid animation and beautiful music and really effective voice acting in every language I've listened to the show in, and I've listened to it in three so far, English, Japanese, and French. I'm still working on the German. But uh, very effective in, in every language that I've heard it. It is the greatest anime I've ever seen, and it is the greatest sad piece of entertainment that I've ever seen 
I highly recommend it, and as I joke on the anime forums, if you don't cry, you have no heart. I would be very interested in hearing from other people what part of that show was sad to you. Or were no parts of it sad to you? If none of it was sad to you, why not? Did none of it emotionally resonate with you? That would be very interesting uh, to hear what was particularly sad to someone. I know what was sad to me, and I know why it was sad to me. And definitely there is a beautiful emotional framework set up where just about every episode has something that should resonate. Some of the episodes resonate with me, some of them don't. And I think if you paint with a broad enough spectrum, you are going to hit all of the points. So um, the animation studio really did a good job of painting uh, with a wide palette, and there's something there for everyone uh, emotionally. So I, w I would love to hear other people's thoughts and whether or not they agree with me that it's the best anime and the, the saddest uh, thing they've ever seen, or rather, not the saddest thing, but the best sad thing they've ever seen. There are things that are sadder, but uh, not as good, in my opinion. All right, well, that wraps it up for the episode. Thanks for listening. 